Hugh Freeze talks publicly after the Iron Bowl on Monday morning. Now we react. I'm Zach Blackerby. He's Brad Law. This is Village Vice. Brad, hearing Hugh Freeze's presser, you can tell he's still not over what happened Saturday, nor are most Auburn people. Anything stand out specifically to you hearing Hugh Freeze's comments Monday? Yeah, he didn't sleep. Didn't sleep Saturday night. Um, I think sometimes we like to, whether we know it or not, cast these coaches in our minds as mercenaries. Oh, they're paid $10 million, $6 million. They're paid more money than I'll ever make. So they don't really care. They're not really invested or they shouldn't be. Or when they go home, their pillows are lined with gold and they sleep like babies no matter what happens in the game. And if you saw him after the game Saturday and the players, that's just not the case. Um, yeah. He didn't sleep. He watched film. He re Every single play that you, the viewer, have replayed in your mind over and over again, if this had gone differently, then this would have happened. He did the exact same thing. He did the exact same thing. And he didn't sleep Saturday night. And I believe that, again, watching after the game Saturday and seeing some of his interactions uh, with, with administrators, I believe that. And that was my main takeaway from the press conference was his sincere care mm -hmm. that they did not win the game. Yeah, I think he hurt for his players, too. I mean, those guys fought their tails off, and you know he gave them some love and told them that he loved them and tried to build them up and all that, but... Also, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can say in a time like that other than just kind of soak it up and, you know, feel it for a little bit. Like we talked about on the show yesterday, Brad. But, yeah, he kind of pontificated a little bit publicly there. He was asked about the punt, the muff punt, and he talked up Coy Moore. And procedurally, even though he wasn't really aware of what was happening during the game, which became a story for sure, um, he said everything was handled the right way. Coy's been solid all year. It's just, mm -hmm. and to quote Freeze here, he said, if they catch that, they win the game. But, you know, it's not what happened. And Coy's been solid all year, and he hates it for him. But, you know, that is that is what it is. And then the fourth and 31, like, you execute. You, you know, you've <laughs> stopped them from scoring from 31 yards out. You win the game. So, much like you said, the same conversations that we've had, that Auburn fans have had, that I'm sure the players have had, um, Coach Freeze has had, e even what he did publicly Monday morning as well. Yeah, very very easy to, saw, to talk about it, second-guess it. And uh, I thought it was interesting after the press conference, he kind of went over to the side and, and talked to a couple of the, the media members that were there and kind of demonstrated, look, we got a guy here and a guy here talking about the 4th and 31. And, you know, if you stay here, then you get some help. And if this guy goes here, then you have help with, with DJ. And, Maybe it comes. Maybe it turns out differently. I don't know. Milrow's pass was just—it was an unbelievable pass. So, um, but and then he said, he said we've got to coach him better. So he took that. He didn't take the opportunity when the cameras weren't rolling to put it on the players. He goes, we just we we got to coach that better. That you don't leave that post because a guy goes a few yards one way or the other laterally. You 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 got to stay in position. We got to coach that. So. Um, yeah, he, he didn't try to, 
He didn't try to immediately turn the page and only to like, I, I'll, I'll tell you the, the best way to say it is I thought he represented perfectly that two things can be true at the same time. Uh, you can be really happy with the atmosphere, really positive about the future, but also still today, 48 hours later, have it really sting that you missed an opportunity to beat your rival. Both things are true at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he talked about, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, Brad, but he said he'd have a hard time saying that this season was a success or that he felt good about it, I think was his actual words, only winning six games when it could have been more, which has certainly been a talking point. Yeah, It almost feels worse because you almost won the Iron Bowl. Then all of a sudden you're like, man, if you pull that off, if you don't let the New Mexico State outplay you and bully you around the field and prepare for that game like you should have, all of a sudden, this is a really, really good season, and it was so close. It was so close, but I don't blame him for saying that. I don't blame him for saying it's hard to feel good about going six and six. Yeah, because you never should feel good about going six and six. No, and but wouldn't that have? I thought that was nice that he worded it that way. I agree. I like that a lot. And and wouldn't it have been easy to say, you know, we 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 took a roster that we had to rebuild and it was heavy transfer portal and we weren't sure about how some of these guys were going to mesh and it was the first year for this coaching staff to be together many of them working together for the same time and to improve by a win over what the team did last year and to get to a bowl game i'm it's clear we're making progress no both things can be true at once you could say clearly we're making progress but the goal is not six wins that's not the end goal Mm. And he he was asked, the question was, what are you most proud of? And so he said, I can't say that we're proud of six wins. And I, I think that's really good perspective to keep. So like I have a 10-year-old and a six-year-old. Both of them, thankfully, really love to read. Okay. Okay. Sure. Well, my six-year-old is just, she's in the process of, of learning to read. Like she's got all of her sight words down and there's, you know, they're, there are things she can't do yet that the 10-year-old, like, it's easy for him. Sure. And so he will sometimes snicker. Like, he'll he'll make little comments, because that's what big brothers do to little sisters. Sometimes totally. they're right. a little mean. Okay? And you just go, bud, she's six. She shouldn't be reading at the same level you're reading just yet. It's fine to be proud of where you are right now and know you'll continue to grow and get better at something. Yeah. Both things are true at the same time, and it's the same with the program. It's fine to be excited about the future, but also go look where we are right now. Is not the, it's not the expectation every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. And a big way that they're going to get better is through the transfer portal. And he was pretty outspoken about the current structure of the transfer portal. I want to talk about that in just a moment. Uh, but first, let's talk about our friends at mybookie.ag. It's the best place to wager on all of your sports action. We talked about it yesterday, Brad, but this weekend is an incredibly fun weekend. Hate that Auburn's not a part of it, but yeah. championship week in college football is incredible, and you want to put your money where your mouth is, make those games mean a little something. You can do that at mybookie.ag, and when you make that first deposit, use promo code NEXT round to get a little extra cheddar to throw um throw in the action so mybookie.ag use promo code next round to get a little bit more funds added to the top of your account 
Yeah, he kind of poked at the length of time mm-hmm. that the window is actually open for. And it's very long. It's very long. It opens next week. And he kind of talked about it being, you know, maybe it should just be 10 days. I mean, that's a long time because you don't know how many scholarships you're going to have to replace. Do you replace 22? Do you replace 32? There's, it's impossible to know. It's impossible to know. And there's already kind of an unofficial running list based on whatever pocket of the fan base you are. It's like, okay, this guy's probably leaving. Doesn't make sense for this guy to stay. This guy's probably leaving. You know, these guys are running out of eligibility, what have you. But if you're a head coach, like you don't know that official number. You just yeah. don't. And, and I think a big element of this is he's going to try to avoid. I wrote about this on my website, auburndaily.com earlier today, Brad. He's got to try to avoid what happened a year ago. And mm-hmm. if you're going to go out and get key pieces to help drive this team next season, AKA a quarterback, AKA a star receiver. If you need to go get a grad transfer or something like that, AKA a key linebacker or a, a, an edge rusher. Auburn needs all of those things. I think you got to get them in this window. Yeah. You can't do, I mean, imagine the impact Peyton Thorne could have had if he came in December yeah. opposed to after, after spring practice. What if Jalen McLeod would have been here throughout all of spring? I mean, these key guys that became so valuable down the stretch, they missed spring. Yeah. They missed spring. That cannot happen again. No, you can't go to the grocery store the Sunday that students come back from holiday break at 6 o'clock in the evening and expect to find the best selection. It's just not going to be there. you got to go early. you got to get what you need in an early window, and it's the same in the portal. I love what he said about how this thing was not designed by somebody who has to coach in it or, yeah. or go through it. Um, and I also think it was interesting that he said, you know, these guys know whether they're going to leave or not. And so give us 10 days, open the thing, close the thing, and, and be done with it. Um, you know, there, I think there's an argument for that. What you have to do is you have to linger somewhere on the line between tampering and recruiting. Nobody wants tampering, but how do you know you're going to need a dude until you need a dude? And then how do you go get a dude to replace that dude a day after you find out you're going to need a dude like you, you sort of have to, there has to be some way like there, there not, there has to be some way to talk before, you know, you need a guy, but that's, that's the line that these coaches are having to walk is, are you recruiting? Are you tampering? What are you, what are you doing with, with a position you may or may not need? Yeah. It's, it's because you can't, <laughs> you can't recruit these guys until they're in the portal, right? Yeah. And so that that's the line that you've theoretically, sure, if legally you cannot do that. So the element of okay, you're recruiting high school kids for 24, you're recruiting high school kids for 25, including a special high school kid in 25 that may classify to 2024. That's a very crucial part of this recruiting battle in state. Looking yeah. at you, Ryan Williams. Hope you had a great time at the Iron Bowl. But like but also did. yeah, sounds like you did. But also you've got to recruit your own players. Oh, wait, and it's that time of the year where players are going to be interested in the collective as well. And as a coach, you can't really be involved in that. So you've got to trust that people are going to take care of certain things and certain players without that communication happening. Oh, and then you don't know if you're going to need a quarterback unless your quarterback goes to the portal. Then you got to go get another one. So, I mean, it's crazy. I don't blame him for that at all. 
but I don't see I don't think a 10 day window changes it that much. It just shortens the the pain and the uncertainty yeah. of it all. I don't think it changes the end result near as much. Yeah, maybe not. I I don't know. Maybe use that time to uh, I mean if it's December 1st to December 10th, you use this week to find out from your All right, look, are you leaving? Level level with me. We've been honest with you, you be honest with me. Are you going somewhere? And then at least that way you can stack your plan to recruit guys for 10 days. And then you can go hard those 10 days. Yeah. And then after the 10th, you can kind of go hard on on bowl prep and get back to your finishing up before national signing day, get 10 days before your high school recruits. Yeah. And I think the more they've got a good idea, right? Mm -hmm. They probably like you're looking at guys like, I'm thinking about defensive line because you just need bodies. Like, you know, you're losing Lawrence Johnson. He's out of eligibility. But like a Marcus Harris. Okay, sure. Are you going to the draft? Like, just tell us. Are you going to the draft? Like, that's important. Yeah. Okay. Because you're going to go out and get these guys anyway. Because you know, like, you're probably going to lose an NC Sledge. You know, these mm -hmm. guys, you, know, you may lose a Zacchaeus Walker. So you're going to have to get a bunch of defensive linemen anyway. Yeah. But to me, it's more about the... Jalen McLeod's like that. That's an important one to mm -hmm. me is like, you know, cause then, Oh, Oh gosh, I, I need, I need an edge rusher because yeah. you may not be as intent on getting an edge rusher. If McLeod, um, does choose to stay because you know, you've got Joseph Phillips coming in and a handful of other guys from the high school ranks. You're like, uh, not yeah. ideal, but you're really talented. We'll see what you got in a backup role, you know, and Steven sings in a similar situation. So, I don't know, man. That's tough. Cause like you got to think that they know that a quarterback or two may enter the portal. Mm -hmm. You got to think an offensive lineman or two is going to enter the portal, but you're probably going to address that anyway. Like you're probably going to go out and address a quarterback anyway. You're yeah. I'm going to go out and get a starting offensive lineman or two anyway. Yeah. To me, starting. It's all yes. Of it all. Yeah. But it is a very different conversation because you're going to go to the port. You're not, are you going to go to the, to the portal? Slow down, Brad. You got time, buddy. Um, are you going to go to the portal to replace an NC Sledge? Or are you going to do that with a high school guy and sure. build the depth? Now, you'll go to the portal to replace perhaps a Marcus Harris. If he doesn't come back, and you want a guy, if he's out there, that you can get and, and slide in there immediately. Another example is at quarterback. I, I listened to Locked on Auburn yesterday, and I heard the, the Iron Bowl reaction show that uh, you don't expect Peyton Thorne to start for Auburn unless you're being tongue-in-cheek to to start for Auburn in the bowl game. Is that right? Uh, I, I I don't know. Okay. I don't it's know. At least a, how about it's at least a question, and I think it's a fair question. So Yeah, and I think the bowl game versus next season are different conversations too, Brad. Sure. Like, I, I don't think Peyton Thorne starts week one for Auburn next year. Whew. I had to guess. Okay. I had to guess that that sure. is what my gut says. And I'm, and I'm sure we'll have lots of conversations about that, obviously over the next sure. seven, eight months, but um, replacing a Peyton thorn that probably comes from the portal replacing right. a Holden Garner or Hank Brown or somebody else that, you know, hasn't played that much or at all. That's different. You replace that's Walker. That's Walker white coming in sure. and, and learning and, and developing. So, where you have to go to replace the player, 
depends on where the player is on your depth chart and just how big of an impact player you think he is. Yeah, or maybe Peyton Thorne is intent on staying, but then Hugh Freeze and the Tigers bring in a big-name transfer quarterback in the first few days that the window opens, mm -hmm. and then he says, oh, all right, I'll see you later. And I don't think that has anything to do with Peyton not wanting to compete. I think it's just, uh, no, he's got to do, he has one year left. He's got to do what's best for him as far as getting to do the league. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, so yeah, I don't blame Hugh Freeze for being outspoken about it. There's yeah. no question it's, about it. There's no question much about more, it. Much more chaotic. Yeah. So. Oh, and by the way, you also have to prep for a bowl game. Let's talk about that next, Brad. <laughs> Yeah, we will. Uh, by the way, speaking of the transfer portal window being long, speaking of things that are long. Oh, my God. It's time to talk about Manscapes. What? You don't have long to take advantage because it's Cyber Monday. Where? What did you think I meant? I don't know. You thought I meant something else. Just do the It's, ci Just do the it's Cyber Monday, and so we say Merry Balsmas from our friends at Manscaped. Holidays are approaching, and uh, what if I told you the uh, celebrations are starting early this year? You go to manscaped.com, use the promo code VICE. You're going to get free shipping, plus everything is 25% off on Cyber Monday. 25% off plus free shipping. Keep calm. Let uh, Why don't you sing Jingle Balls, Jingle Balls, Jingle All the Way with the Lawnmower 5.0. Watch all of your wishes and mistletoe kisses come true. Look nice by going to manscaped.com. Use the code VICE for uh, free shipping, plus today, Cyber Monday, 25% off. Unwrap the gift of smoothness this season with Manscaped. The Performance Package 5.0 Ultra is the ultimate bundle for the man who frankly deserves it all. That's you. You get the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Trimmer, plus Manscaped's liquid formations and two free gifts when you get the performance package 5.0 ultra and you get that by going to manscaped.com and use the promo code vice brad it seems like within the program folks that i'm talking to is three bowls that keep popping up it's duke's mm -hmm. mayo which is in charlotte um the liberty bowl and then the music city bowl yeah a lot of players are wanting music city i don't know if that's going to happen Duke's Mayo, they put on socials that they were at the Iron Bowl. Some mm -hmm. representative for Duke's Mayo was at the Iron Bowl. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What do you think would be best for the program? Oh, best for the program. I don't know. I, I um, Best for the program will be the practices and the game experience that they get in any of the three places. Have yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you on that. Because I don't think the – I don't think, like, from a fan standpoint, there's not a yeah. huge difference for me – as far as traveling to Charlotte or traveling right. to Nashville, some people may want Nashville more just because I think it's a more fun touristy place mm -hmm. than Charlotte. I've been to both multiple times. I think they're both good cities, but as a fan, mm -hmm. if I was going without children, I would rather go to Nashville. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Nashville has a lot of Auburn representation already. And mm -hmm. the last two games that we've played in the city of Nashville, have been absolute blowout uh, Auburn wins. So, Good point. Uh, yep. We Auburn over Vandy earlier this mm -hmm. year, and then the Music City Bowl when Jarrett Stidham had an incredible outing, the Jarrett yeah. Stidham coming out party against Purdue. Looked like the Purdue players were playing with ankle weights on the, the whole game. They just yeah. they looked very slow that against was Auburn speed. That was a yeah. fun game. Yeah. Um, I, you know, Auburn hasn't been to the Liberty Bowl. They haven't been to Memphis in – 
I don't know. I, I should have looked it up. You know, if I was better, I'd have looked up when it was. Um, but I'm not. I, it's been a very late. It's been at least a generation, maybe two, since they played in that bowl game. I'm intrigued by Charlotte just by the city, though. I, I think I probably like Nashville a little bit better, even though we were just there. So personally, I would pick Nashville. There's a lot of fun things to do in Nashville. So the last time, just a quick search here. The last looks like Auburn's been in this game twice, Liberty Bowl twice. The quick bio from 1984, December 27th, 1984, on their website, Heisman Trophy winner Bo Jackson had two touchdown runs. Jackson's 39-yard touchdown run late in the fourth quarter gave Auburn a 21-15 to win over Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. Yes. So nearly a decade before they joined the league. And then they played in this bowl game in 1965. It was the first time the game was held in Memphis. And it just says Ole Miss played against Auburn. It doesn't have the score, which is huh. probably a poor design on, on their part. But there you go. So both times, both times we've played there, it's been it's current against, SEC teams. Yeah, future, future SEC teams. Yeah, that's cool. All, All right. right. Fun fact there. I, I think Liberty's the least likely of those three. Okay. I don't know why. I'm uh, To me, I think it's Duke's Mayo. Yeah. Auburn hasn't played in that one yet either, have they? I don't think they have. I don't think they have. And, of course, before Duke's Mayo Bowl, it was the Belk Bowl. Yeah. Um. I want I want them to go to the Duke's Mayo Bowl because I think that's one that has been – more of, um, I don't know, that's a popular one on social media. Yeah. So, yeah, that one seems to get more just like, uh, it doesn't look like Auburn's played in this one. I'm not seeing Auburn it's, on this list. It's, uh, yeah, it's, well, let me, let me, let me withhold just in case Auburn goes there. I don't You're not a talk, fan? I don't want to be talking bad about the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Okay. All right. I look forward to hearing the rest of that thought in the it's, future. Then it's 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 a. I mean, it's because it's mayonnaise and because they throw mayonnaise on the winning coach. Well, before that though, it was like the whole Belk Bowl, Best Bowl thing. I thought yeah. that was great, and it didn't get the, but it didn't get the same attention. It got a lot of attention though. I've always liked the Belk Bowl slash Duke's Mayo Bowl. Brett McMurphy has Auburn playing in the Texas Bowl in his latest bowl projections. As that was a big one last week. I wonder if the Iron Bowl performance impacts that at all. But Texas was one I saw a lot last week, too. Sure. Yeah, that would be against Oklahoma State on December 27th. I don't like that matchup for us, no. just being honest. I would not want to play Oklahoma State. I don't uh, I don't know. Would you rather play Duke? Yes. <laughs> They're they're projected to play Kentucky right now in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, according to Brett McMurphy. And again, these are just guesses. This is just you know, sure, this is all just for fun. Liberty Bowl actually doesn't have an SEC team in uh, Brett's projections right now. It's Iowa State against Memphis. How'd you like to play Iowa State? Uh, I I'd rather play Iowa State than Oklahoma State. Okay, because because you think it's important to win the game. I do, and I normally don't. I okay. normally don't feel like bowl games are that important. And then I roll my eyes whenever like Auburn fans say the same thing and then we lose. And then they're like, oh my gosh. I'm like, well, you didn't care two weeks ago. So like, <laughs> let's hold. I think this one's important because you want a winning record. I think it's important to go. Okay. I think you want to go seven and six instead of six and seven. I think it feels different. Yeah. All right. But I, I'm also, I'm also going back to the portal thing. Like I'm, 
I'm super interested to see like what these rosters look like for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, I there, I mean, there's a chance, point. like there's a chance that some of these teams just get decimated yeah. by the portal. Any, anybody setting lines or betting on lines for bowl games right now, or, or like the day they're announced, what are you doing? Unless you're at mybookie.ag, because then we're all happy all the time. Use promo code next round. So we've got a lot to talk about. We'll be back on Wednesday. But Brad, in the meantime, that about does it for today's show. It does. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Remember, everyone has vices. Everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours.